What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. I'm a little bit early today, and we got to do a power hour today. This was going to be a quick show. Yeah, right, right. We'll make it as quick as possible. All right. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday night, afternoon, night, Crimson Capsules, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. So anyway, today, man, we're going to talk about we're not going to waste a lot of time. All right. We're not going to waste too much time. This is the earlier edition. All right. It's still sunny out. It's still the lights out here. So um, let's see what's going on here. We got a great show today. This should be a great show. We're going to talk about uh, the recent uh, Senate hearings or the confirmation hearing, the Supreme Court confirmation hearing of one Kanton, K KBJ. We're going to call her KBJ. Uh, for short, because, you know, the name is going to be difficult to pronounce for most people, especially me, because I don't do well with names. But Kentonji Brown Jackson uh, to the Supreme Court. And obviously you heard the I told you to do Biden clip. All right. This is going to be Joe Biden's first, most likely confirmed Supreme Court justice. All right. And so we'll get into that breakdown if you want to know a little bit about this. And we're going to throw some history at you, if you will. All right. And obviously we're going to bring political here or being political. We're going to bring political here uh, because this is going to be an important issue that we're going to clarify for you guys of just how important this confirmation is going to be in terms of woke culture. Because we talk about uh, we talk about things that are related to men and for women. And particularly this uh, Supreme Court justice nominee has recently come out and said she does not have a definition of woman all right of the word woman what does that mean for men what does that mean for women going forward what does that mean for relationships and marriages go forward if we have this type of justice going in under this idea so look without further ado we're going to get into the uh super chats and the sponsorships and so and then we'll get into the show shout out to greer installations on the cash app and he says can you break down the monk mode rules all right rules to monk mode all right that should be an interesting one um Maybe if we have time for that one towards the end, the monk mode rules. Um, well, I don't have any specific rules on that one, but maybe we can come up with something. All right. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's go into um, let's put the disclaimer up. First of all, let me just make sure everybody knows you clicked on my face here. I certainly have a particular view. If you don't like the viewpoint that I have, well, go take a flying leap. Everybody has a viewpoint on this one. And um, my viewpoint is going to be my viewpoint, and I don't discriminate. I don't promote hate of any one gender, race, uh, relationship, and or economic status or class. Although I am a classist, I'm a classic, classic, classist here for sure. All right, but you might call me an ist on just about anything or an ism, so it's okay if that's the case here. But you clicked on my face, and you certainly have the right to de-click me, all right, or unclick me. You can go watch something else. I really don't give a damn. All right, I don't give a rat's ass. But anyway, uh, that's just my viewpoint on this one. We're going to talk about this and what it's going to mean for the community. All right, the Martin Luther King community. So uh, we might see Martin Luther King make an appearance here on a couple of these videos that we're going to show you. Shout out to I was like Emilio in the building. Shout out to you. What did you say? He says, I was hoping to throw you some funds to go ahead and delete my future ex-wife's video off your phone. He said, shout out to the CGA bracket brothers and he says your bracket about to get busted like a pillsbury biscuit can as texas tech beats duke wreck him shout out to mm. texas tech in the building hey um did i pick texas tech hmm i don't remember who i picked man but my bracket already busted 
All right. So anyway, Maryland guy in the building, he says, isn't it odd that the party of science can't even recognize that you're either an XX or an XY chromosome and there isn't 97 g- different genders? I mean, it's it's a weird we're in a real boat right now. And it's kind of getting weirder for us as we transfer into the. Oh, uh, yeah, man, we're getting there. If you, and In case you didn't know. Shout out to Maryland guy. He says, coach, you should put up the disclaimer. Yeah, we put up the disclaimer. Thank you for that one. We definitely put up the disclaimer because this is a hot button issue here. This is a hot button issue. I kind of talked about this with the swimmer, Leah Thomas, um, and, uh, you know, how this is a hot button issue. And just just so you know, some of the issues that this uh, KBJ, Kentanji Brown Jackson is trying to dodge right now is mainly because of this case with Leah Thomas that is going to probably hit the Supreme Court. Once some of these women, female athletes, I mean, can we call them female athletes? Do we have a separate division now? Once some of these athletes start filing lawsuits left and right, all right, because um, you know some of these athletes are feeling like some of their 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 scholarship opportunities are in jeopardy. You already have one female athlete from the swimming team at UPenn, all right, that is saying her spot got taken. All right, she took her spot, in essence, took her scholarship and swimming opportunity, um, and so this is where we are with it. And it's going to probably push into the Supreme Court. And I think this is what KBJ is trying to legally dodge uh, in this Senate hearing. I'm sorry. I keep saying Senate hearing, but it is a Senate hearing. It's a Supreme Court Justice Senate hearing. All right. So Art Dog, it says, trust the client, the climate science, trust the lab flu science, but biology, that's been around forever. Don't trust that. Shaking my damn head. Oh, I'm going to tell you, bro. Check this out. I'm going to read an article in which they were breaking down. Uh, uh, the person that they were interviewing was a biologist and she was breaking down, basically defending what KBJ was saying and saying, yeah, you cannot determine with science what a person's gender is. Hold on for a second. Now, just want to let you guys know, this is how far we're going with this. And this is what's going to make it complicated. And I'm also going to remind you, all right, of um, Yuri Brismakov. I think his name is, I'm probably getting that wrong on how they're get telling you that they're trying to confuse people on just something the simple the simple basic issues that we should be able to clearly accept a definition of this type of confusion is subversion from within this is going to cause us to be further divided as we argue something as simple as this and uh, I'm going to show you that how they're contradicting themselves though I'm going to show contradictions for sure and um related to this it, 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 this is all planned subversion this is all planned confusion. This isn't, I'm not going to make a video saying, how stupid is she? That's not the video that we're making here. This video is to let you guys know. All right, what you know of America, there are a group of people that have been here trying to subvert America for at least 100 years, if not more. Okay, and uh, based on our participation, and, and some people use that as useful idiots, you're allowing this subversion to continue. So that's all that means here. And I just want to show you that. So anyway, <laughs> this is a pretty simple issue, but obviously if we complicate it, it, it creates more division. Where are we at here? Our dog, shout out to you. Eric Powell says uh, the totality of the damage that uh, womenism has done to Western society and culture is breathtaking. They put a BW up for a nomination because she can always cry racism when challenged. And uh, a lot of people are taking sides and defending um, the questioning of K- KBJ and they're bringing race into the issue. It is also one of those things you can hide behind. Uh, it's kind of like a human shield. You can hide behind gender. 
uh, almost no more anymore. But now you can hide behind your race all the time and say, hey, you know, uh, because people are questioning me, this is a racist issue. Now, we're going to talk about this. We're going to go through history of a couple of other nominations, Senate nomination hearings, and we're going to show you that this one is pretty much handled with kid gloves. All right. Comparatively to the ones that we've seen before in our past that have been handled almost like they threw dynamite in the room. Right. It's crazy. So if anyone's complaining about K KBJ's nomination, uh, based on what I've seen, she's been uh, lobbed. She's been lobbed uh, basically uh, cupcakes at this point. Spike Siegel says, first rule of monk mode, you always you your name, your own investments always come first. Second rule, monks don't wear capes, only robes to meditate. Shout out to you. He don't wear capes, only robes to meditate. Thanks, coach. Be safe. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you for the early contributions. I thought I was going to get through these quickly. Quickly says, Arslan of St. Louis. St. Louis says, if she doesn't know the difference between a man and a woman, does she know what a crime is? Well, <laughs> she know what a crime is. We're going to go through another thing that she's defended too, uh, which is controversial that a lot of people are kind of looking at her like, wait a minute. All right. Which is another thing that I've been telling you that the is trying to implement as a as a additional letter to the alphabet soup all right potentially potentially we're kind of go we're going to go through that the working man podcast podcast says uh oh coach he says you're talking about one of our queens out here start shuffling all right we got you know what have you guys noticed um we got to talk about the queen so automatically we got to start shuffling <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Woo! Yeah, man! I feel good, man! I broke a sweat out here doing that shuffling too. Warhammer says they love painting themselves into a corner. All right, they love painting themselves into a corner. Well, I'm going to show a contradiction, an immediate contradiction to what she said about the famous statement that she is now being painted for. Shout out to BBM Young Diesel. Did I give everybody else they flowers today? Uh, he says, give coach. Oh, speaking of, give coaches flowers now. His unfiltered truth is needed. Most men will let you drown out here, but not CGA. Pay what you weigh. All right, somebody need to pay up in here. Shout out to you, BBM Young Diesel. Um, I'm, I'm sticking my neck out here to try to hold on, hold the line. But again, I want to see people treated fair. I really don't. I really don't care. I mean, it's fair as what's in reason. I'm not here to discriminate against people. I'm often just put off by laziness. You know, that's that's what I don't like. But I like, I, I, you know, I'm trying to help. Where are we at? Kings Ramson says, yo, coach. Yo, Sean. Brooklyn, New York needs you to dedicate some time before the show. Each uh, show ends to clown Cory Booker for being a wussy. He says, with this crying in Black Sister Queen session, Cory Booker must die. Must I go in? Must I go in? But I'm going to just, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we're talking about gender now, but at soon, soon this will be race. I just want to let you guys know, this is what happens. And I'm going to kind of um, talking about it now. What we're talking about in terms of gender, they're going to do the same thing with race. And this is why, why, how I know this. You give them an inch, they'll take a country mile. So right now you might be saying, hey, this person's on my side. But, in, uh, but at some particular point, they're going to take race and they're going to flush it down the toilet. All right. Kind of like what they're doing with gender, because then they're going to come up with. I'm just telling you from the future, speaking from the future, they're going to come out and they're going to make the same case in regards to race. So what's going to happen is this case is going to come up and then around the same time reparations is going to come up. 
All right. So I know how people work. I know these I know how these people work. You know what I mean? Because I have a tyrannical mind myself. All right. I have a tyrannical mind. So essentially what's going to come up, this argument about race is going to come up and then they're going to come up with reparations arguments. Okay, and then I got to say, yeah, it's time to pay reparations. But on on the surface, you're going to have this undercurrent of people claiming to be black. Or, or something like that. You know what I mean? It's going to be something like that. And you're going to complicate and muddle the situation. And then what's going to happen is as Leah Thomas walking out with NCAA championships, you're going to see white people walking out with reparations checks. Mm. <laughs> watch, watch me, watch your yeah, bro. I know how this works. I watched too much world wrestling federation. All right. I've watched too. I've watched too much world wrestling federation, man. Like in the mind of Vince McMahon, that's how you would do it. That's how you would do it to confuse people. And so this is coming. You're going to have people claim all oh, that. You're going to have to go way back on the chart. Oh, we talking about reparations. They're going to be in line claiming that they black. I'm telling you, man. So race is going to be in this, this next thing. So, but what I'm telling you now is uh, in order for them to get to this point, they're using the people of certain race to get them to this point, And then they're going to turn on them too. Just like feminism did. So feminism allowed women to get this particular movement to a certain point, and then they turn on women, right? They turn it on women now, right? Same thing's going to happen with race. They view black people to get them up to this particular point, and they're going to turn on them. See, Yuri Brismakov, I always keep, keep saying his name, he, he described this as uh, getting rid of the useful idiots. Now, he was using that as a metaphor, but he was using it to actually physically get rid of them. What he's gonna, what, what they're gonna do, they can't physically dispose of them. That would be very Thanos and, and tyrant, tyrannical. What they're gonna do is eliminate them in terms of how you compartmentalize the people. So that's how they're gonna get rid of the useful idiots once you get them to a circular point. So uh, it is what it is. It's a bait and switch tactic. And I know this because my mind works this way too. How, how do you get over and manipulate a group of people to claim power over them? This is how you do it, all right? And then you commit, create division, confusion, and you complicate simple issues, uh, by, and, and then you subvert the people. You disenfranchise a group of people that previously helped you. All right, so anyway, uh, B, B, I always get his name. Yuri Benzmanov. Benzmanov. Yeah. <laughs> Did I play that on this show? I think I played that video on the show. Anyway, get ready for it, man. I want you to get your helmet on and get ready for this stuff. Let me do uh, a couple more. Simon Small is in the building. Shout out to you, Maurice Heard. I said this on another stream, but KBJ is a plant. Her husband. Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to bring that up, man. Oh, you got me. You, you beat me before. You beat me. He says her husband is related to Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., a Supreme Court justice from 02 to 2032. Dems ain't slick. God dang it, you. Maurice Heard, you beat me to the punch. <laughs> All right, you beat me to the punch. I was going to bring up his husband, right? Uh, his husband, her husband, or is it her? Or is it his? I'm confused now. Um, I'm going to bring up the husband because a lot of people really don't do and delve into the background of people. And then they don't find out that people have a long history and lineage to people that have already been, you know what I mean? This is a way to, uh, this is a way to, yeah, it's it's a way to get people in with direct lineages to people who have already been in. Um, shall I say? Um, let's play it safe here. Uh, groups, <laughs> groups, certain groups. 
if you know what I mean. Shout out to you. Eric Parle says, I predicted 10 years or less. They will make the BW a separate race from black men. Watch. Wow. Well, again, so you were on the same same wavelength, same wavelength. Uh, getting rid of uh, or separating black men from black women would be um, something that I think black women would want to do. Right. Um, you know, economically, that would give them more power. So, uh, yeah, I can see that. So I said get rid of race altogether, but you're saying separate them from the race. And I can see enough black women getting behind that because that would be economic power of their own. All right. So interesting. Interesting. So anybody, everybody's coming in. Why are we starting so early? I have a, a parents meeting that I got to get to tonight. So I got to go handle some business uh, for the kids. Here we go. Uh, Joshua Moon, shout out to you. What did you say? Uh, you said, I'm shuffling, smoking, and listening to CGA. Shout out to you. Hey, Eric Powell, that was a fantastic point. All right. So let's get to some other points um, about this stuff. So I would put nothing past the, the, I would put nothing past these people because they've studied how to do these things for years. They studied not only how to do these things for, or I'm saying, I'm saying decades and centuries. They studied how to do these in in test groups, and they studied how to do these things in countries that they've taken over. Right. So if we do have these countries that we've taken over, and we put certain leaders as the leader, but they're more or less a puppet, and then we use these subversive tactics against these societies. They are now bringing that to the United States, and they've been doing it for some decades now. I mean, almost up to a century. And, um, you know, this is where we are. Anyway, uh, here it is right here. You guys want to know? Let's catch up to the world. Uh, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson's eyed as a potential replacement to Justice Stephen Breyer. Um, as you guys know, uh, your boy, Do Biden. Uh, I told you to do Biden. This is going to be his first one. Let's play the clip. Do Biden. Hey, I told you to do Biden. All right, so Biden, this is going to get his first crack at nominating the Supreme Court justice. As you know, Donald Trump, the previous president, was able to put in three Supreme Court justices. Uh, it is one of the most important things a president can do in his presidency, hit and hurt his presidency. And the more he's able to put in under his umbrella, uh, this could this could impact cultures for years. This could impact cultures for years because I don't know if you guys know Supreme Court justice is a lifetime position. They can't get fired, um, and they basically hold on until they die or retire. So this is why it was a big blow-up about Donald Trump winning that election because that person who won the 2020 election was going to put in three justices almost guaranteed. At that particular point, Hillary, Hillary Clinton was going to be in charge of putting in those three justices, and it would have been a complete lopsided Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court meaning that would be almost like six liberals to three conservatives. However, since Donald Trump was the major upset winner in 2020, he put in three conservative uh, Supreme Court justices and it forever tipped the balance of the Supreme Court. All right. It would overwhelmingly tip the balance of the Supreme Court for almost probably a millennium, not a millennium, a hundred years or more. But Donald Trump's presidency was significant, so much so that at the end of his presidency, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, um, they were trying to delay him putting in a Supreme Court uh, justice, which was, sorry, I have to swallow Amy Cohen Barron, or I got it wrong, whatever her name, yeah, Amy, Amy Cohen Barron, something like that. So anyway, they tried to delay him putting her in, and they wanted to wait till after the election. So this is a big deal that Joe Biden put her in. Now, I don't know if you guys know, um, 
Joe Biden guaranteed, not guaranteed, he said during his uh, campaign that he was going to put a black woman in as a Supreme Court justice. So he actually is living up to his promise. He didn't say a black man. There was already a black man sitting. There's already been two black men sitting on the Supreme Court in history. But now we are getting a black woman. And he said when he gets elected, when he gets elected, he's going to put in a black woman. So he literally put up three potential nominees and they were all black women. They were all black women, all of them. So this is a this is a poor sticking point for a lot of people. Everybody's like, what the hell? What in the world? Right. So how how is this possible that you overlook every possible candidate? And now you're going to put in three black women, particularly now the irony of this, this woman that they put in says she cannot define the word woman. This is the world we live in. Okay. And and that allowed him to get into the office. And so a lot of black women want this woman into the office. And he, she's right now, she's being eyed as a potential replacement. Then we already found out that Biden did, in fact, nominate Katanji, Katanji Brown Jackson to be the first black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. For all intents and purposes, she's probably going to be, um, she's probably going to be voted in. Because as you guys know, the balance of power in the Senate, as we know right now, is 50-50, 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats. And then the tie-breaking vote is the, the vice president who sits as the head of the Senate. So the vice president is um, Kamala Harris at this point. So she is the tiebreaker. And what would essentially have to happen for her to not get nominated or not to get confirmed is if one Democrat goes away. All right. Which which in. In the case of um, in the case of your boy Brett Kavanaugh, you potentially had that happen when the Republicans held the power in the Senate, and then the one guy right during the confirmation hearings, the one Republican uh, senator, I can't remember his name, but he's from Arizona, and he said that person harassed him in the elevator and forced him to think about it. That person right there on that side actually held up the vote slightly. And then a reconfirm, a revote, and a reconfirmation actually had happened for Brett Kavanaugh. So essentially, what's his name? I think his name was Fox, Jeff Fox, John Fox. I can't remember what the senator from Arizona was. So it could be possible that a Democrat falls off. All right, and uh, you would say Joe Manchin or a Democrat falls off and doesn't vote for confirmation, and then makes it a tie, or it gets shifts back the the power to the Republicans. We don't know. Yeah, Joe Manchin would be the one, all right? So if he does do that, that would throw everything off. Now, uh, getting back to what we're talking about, we're just giving you the history here, all right? Everything you are, before we get into that, <laughs> before you get into that, let's just talk about if people aren't paying attention to this until now, it would seem that she's getting uh, basically berated. She's getting berated for, um, uh, you know, everybody's saying it's a black woman there. They don't treat the other uh, Supreme Court nominees like this. Now, let's just say this, that, that that's false. If you're hearing a narrative like that, these people don't know anything about history. This is going pretty much without a without a far outcry for the most part. The Republicans are behaving the way we anticipated them. The Democrats are behaving the way we anticipated them. They're asking her honest questions and are challenging her on her, her record, which is supposed to happen. Now, based on the most two famous Supreme Court nomination hearings, which would be these two compared to those two. Let me see. Let me punch this up right here. One Supreme Court justice 
Clarence Thomas went through perhaps the worst grilling at that particular point. Let's go ahead and pull a picture up of him. Clarence Thomas's Supreme Court nomination hearing was a catastrophe. All right. And you guys aren't old enough to remember this, but Clarence Thomas Supreme Court nomination was an absolute farce. It was a catastrophe. And what they did was they brought in this woman, Anita Hill, to have a little bit of black on black crime right in front of the nation in which she said she was sexually harassed by Clarence Thomas, potentially putting a pubic hair on a Coke can. Okay, this is how far it was outrageous. All right. And so this was one of the most awkwardest Supreme Court nominations there was. The second one, obviously, would be Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh's hearing was a absolute farce and catastrophe in which they brought a mystery woman out paid by the. And then they had to bring up, did he drink beer? They were bringing up useless stuff. Did he sexually harass her at a party? She couldn't remember who took her home, who went here or there. He brought out his calendar from 40 years ago and said, this is where he was. They changed the date. It was an absolute farce. So in terms of what Kentanji Brown uh, Jackson is going through, it is nowhere near what uh, Clarence Thomas or uh, Brett Kavanaugh went through. Nowhere near. It's it's nowhere near it. Most people aren't even paying attention to it. That's how most people don't care. But Clarence Thomas's and Brett Kavanaugh's hearing, everybody was watching it. Everybody stayed home and watched it. So now, now that we got that off the table, let's get to the crux of the issue here. It says right here, Marsha Blackburn, who is a, I believe, a senator from Tennessee, she asked Kentanji Brown Jackson to define woman and it says science says there's no simple answer. So now biology. So now biology is now saying science, trust the science, is saying that there's no simple answer to what a person who holds an XX chromosome is defined as. In past history, we've defined that person as a woman. But according to Kentanji Brown Jackson, news to most people. She says she cannot define the term woman. Now, let's go ahead and play the video. Uh, play the video of what we're talking about and how this is going to impact us. All right, let's play the video here. Uh, fair use. I know I'm going to get copyright. States versus Virginia. The Supreme Court struck down VMI's male-only admission policy. Writing for the majority. Justice oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go here, I meant to point out the contradiction. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. We're going to play the contradiction first. This is now, um, this is now uh, um, uh, Diane Feinstein, or Feinstein, if you will. She's a senator, a longtime senator for California. I don't have any clue. I mean, I remember when she was voted in in the 1990s, or yeah, she probably the 19, was it the 80s or the 90s she was voted in? Diane Feinstein still running around here. Oh, my goodness. They got to have some limits on senators. Jeez. She looked like she was George Washington's secretary. All right. So anyway, Dianne Feinstein still alive. She's kicking questions over to KBJ. We're going to call her KBJ. All right. Listen to this. And I want you to listen to this. And I want you to consider this on what then the most controversial statement that KBJ says here. Dianne Feinstein's questioning her on the significance of a black woman or a woman in general serving on the Supreme Court is less listen. I'd really like you to tell us all what are your thoughts 
on what it means for our country to have women serve in meaningful members, meaning, meaningful numbers on the federal bench. So she asked what the significance is of a woman, a woman serving on the bench as a Supreme Court justice. All right, let's listen. And in particular, what it would mean to have four women serving on the Supreme Four women, women, they're they're talking about women right now. Supreme Court for the first time in history. Thank you, Senator. Um, I think it's extremely meaningful. Um, One of the things that having uh, diverse members of the court. So she said diverse members. She didn't say woman. She did say diverse. So that was the first dodging of the woman phrase that kbj said she did not immediately respond back and you guys got to know these people are lawyers i want people to understand most of the people that we have working for us but as politicians are lawyers many of them came from harvard and yale or the ivy leagues okay but anyway (laughs) that's neither here or there these people argue definitions of words all the time so when they dodge something it is an intentional dodge Never think that it's by coincidence. She dodged that by saying diverse members. She did that on purpose. Let's go ahead and continue. Does is it provides for the opportunity for role models. Um, Since I was nominated to this position, I have received so many notes and letters and photos from little girls around the country. Uh Uh-oh, little girls, she said who tell me that they are so excited for this opportunity and that they have thought about the law in new ways um, because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am a woman. Oh, there it is. She said, because I'm a woman. I want you to remember that. Put that in your memory bank. She just said that she is a woman. All right, I want you to remember that. This is the same hearing. She just said... She was a woman. All right, so let's go back. I mean, let's continue. Because I am a black woman. Oh, a black woman, too. All those things people have said have been really meaningful to them. And, and we want, I think, as a country for everyone to believe that they can do things like sit on the Supreme Court. And so having meaningful numbers of Women and uh, she already is women. She said woman again. I just want you guys to remember that people of color, I think, matters. I also think that it it um, it. She's very much very thoughtful and um, trying to anticipate or try to come up with things to say it, say it the right way. This is a difficult thing for her to do. Uh, it would be a difficult for anything to do to get grilled to this level to extent to bring up anything that could happen in your past. So I'm taking that into consideration, but she's trying to make sure she doesn't step on the toes of the people who put her in the position she's in. Here we go. It supports public confidence in the judiciary when you have uh, different people because we have such a diverse. Okay, so that's 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 all that needs to be said about that. She here has identified herself as a woman. She's talked about the little girls. She identified herself as a black woman. Okay, we have already done that. And so now it should be very simple for us to come up with a definition of the word woman. 
I would have to say it would be very simple. You identified yourself as one. And now as a as a person that is going to operate and function in our society, we would want you as a Supreme Court justice to be able to say, hey, this is a clear violation. This is what a man is. This is what a woman is. We should be able to determine that. Or are we going to get sidetracked and trying to argue what a woman is when we're uh, um, um, arguing cases? Let's hear. Let's hear what she's going to say about this one. This is very, very awkward, and I'm hoping a lot of people are paying attention to this. Here we go. The Supreme Court struck down VMI's male-only admission policy. Writing for the majority, Justice Ginsburg stated, supposed inherent differences are no longer accepted as a ground for race or national origin classifications. Physical differences between men and women, however, are enduring. The two sexes are not fungible. A community made up exclusively of one sex is different from a community composed of both. Do you agree with Justice Ginsburg that there are physical differences between men and women that are enduring? Now, this one's going to stump her for just a little bit because she just quoted, and, and artfully so, uh, the Senator Blackburn here from Tennessee just tried to paint her into a little bit of a corner here. So I'm just letting you guys know, this is all lawyer, uh, courtroom, uh, legal crafting going on right here. So she knows that that uh, Jackson is woke. She knows who's paying, who's sponsoring her. And she used Ruth Bader Ginsburg's words to basically, which, which Bader Ginsburg would have been a siding with Jackson, just so we know that. And she's using her words of her 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 side essentially to paint her in the corner and let's go ahead and listen to this answer um senator respectfully i am not familiar with that particular quote or case okay. so it's all right. all right let's rewind that real quick I mean, let's rewind that real quick. Oh, I guess I pressed the wrong button. I pressed the wrong button. But what I see happening right now is a little bit of shuffling. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now, I'm not picking on her. I'm just saying this would be very simple. You know what I mean? She used RBG's words. She doesn't have to be familiar with the case. She already was given the case. Doesn't matter if you're familiar with it, but then at the end of that, she asked, do you share RBG's um, quote on what the differences is between a man and a woman? Let's go ahead and head and see again what she has to say about this here uh, because I did doctor the footage just a little bit. We'll hear it again. Here we go. There are physical differences between men and women that are enduring. Um, Senator, respectfully, I am not familiar with that particular quote or case, okay. so it's hard for me to okay, comment I'd, as to whether. All or right, not. I'd love. So this was a legally artful dodge. So she could avoid the question. Obviously, people have done this. And I'm going to just give you a little bit of history of this. I don't know if you remember Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, in his investigation, in his impeachment hearing, I believe, on whether he had sex with Monica Lewinsky, once argued what the meaning of is 
is. It depends on what the meaning of is is. I don't know if you guys remember that. Here it is right here. It says, years from now, we will look back on the Bill Clinton presidency. It just, it's the defining moment may well be Clinton's rationalization to the grand jury about why he wasn't lying when he said that his top aide, that was that with respect to Monica Lewinsky, there's nothing going on between us. How can this be? Here's what Clinton told the grand jury, according to footnote 1,128 in the Star Report. It depends on what the meaning of is, is. If the, if he, if, is, meanings, is, it never has been, that is not, that is one thing. If it means that there is none, that was a completely true statement. Now, if someone had asked me on that day, are you having any kind of relationships with Miss Lewinsky? That is, ask me a question in the present tense, I would have said no. And it would have been, have, it would have been completely true. Okay, so I listen, if you read it yourself, I ruined it just a little bit, but it was really ruined by it. But listen, I'm just telling you, what you have to understand um, is that these people are all lawyers. Okay, these people are all lawyers. They're trained in the artful dodge of questions. So now she's artfully dodging. Not what is is, but what a woman is. This is where we are now. Let's go ahead and listen to now what, her, what she's going to come up with here. I'm very interested to see. Where's the original here? Oh, here it is right here. All right, here we go. Love to get your your opinion on on that, and you can submit that. Do you interpret Justice Ginsburg's meaning of men and women as male and female? Again, because I don't know the case, I don't know how I interpret it. I need to read the whole okay. thing. Okay, she said she don't know the case, and there's a head scratch, which is a dead giveaway of her being misleading here. Um, she's trying to get out of it. She's uncomfortable. And now she's reaching for the scalp. This has been traditionally known as a dead by body language giveaway of um, either looking for some excuse or a lie or to act like you don't understand. All right. Everybody knows what this is. The head scratch. All right. You're looking for an answer. You're looking for a lie or you're trying to appear uncomfortable or I don't get it out. What are you talking about here? All right, so this is body language 101. Now, what, what's happening is she dodged it twice. She has now dodged it twice. In which she's trying to not define the word woman in order to not piss off her constituency. Here it is now. We're going to go at it again. And now she wants, she wants context of what RBG was talking about. This is crazy. All right, let's go ahead and continue. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Now she had to come at her directly. Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Oh, boy, she slipped that in. So she repeated the question, can I provide a definition? And she said under her breath, no. She cannot defy, define the word woman. Now, this is going to overly complicate things. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this. Wait a minute. You can't? not in okay. this context so i'm not a biologist the of the word she says she's not a biologist let me tell you I'm, I'm i'm just telling you right now listen this is a clip this is a clip she's done pretty well on a lot of other things here all right she's if you've been paying attention to the hearing this is just a 
piece of what's been happening. She's been doing very well up until this particular thing. She's only has two, maybe two or three real big ones that are going to maybe cost her a little bit. All right. But I think she's still going to get confirmed no matter what. But however, however, this right here is clear dodging of something that is going to be a very important issue in the future. It's going to be issued to black men, to black women, to men and women all alike on every single issue as long as this woman lives. Okay. And as long as, I don't know if you guys know, I'm going to give you a little bit of context here. I, I, I just want you to know Clarence Thomas is, is sick right now and the Supreme Court is declining to give an update on Justice Thomas Dom, Thomas's hospitalization. So you're looking at if Clarence Thomas, let's just say, God forbid, he doesn't make it through the term of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's um, Joe Biden's office is going to now then have to appoint another Supreme Court justice. And God knows who he would pick in this situation. I mean, I don't know who he would pick because he's already promised this one black woman. What is he going to pick? I mean, who knows? It could be it could be a trans judge. We don't know. I have no idea. But this is how important this particular pick is. Let's go ahead and continue what she wants to talk about here. Woman is so unclear and controversial. Somebody said he's going to pick another woman. He can't pick another woman because there's no definition of the word woman. Right? Am I right or wrong? That you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address so she's dodging again this is a third or fourth dodge in which she dodged and she under her breath said no now she's going to go in uh senator what we do here like in office space as a judge what i do is i address disputes if there's a dispute about a definition people make arguments and i look at the right. law and i decide well, so i'm not the this is too easy Come on, man. This got to be this got to be the easiest question she's gotten, but she's making it complicated. Why? Well, because there's a reason why, and it's going to affect you for a long time. Um, and it's going to affect people that never wanted this to be affecting them. It's going to affect you too, because you never really considered this when you start going to the poll. Let's go ahead and continue here. Yes. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> the fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. Just last week, an entire generation of young girls watched as our taxpayer-funded institutions permitted a biological man to compete and beat a biological woman in the NCAA swimming championships. What message do you think this sends to girls who aspire to compete and win in sports at the highest levels? I, I would say that's pretty straightforward. I, I know she knows what's going on. If you guys know, want to know context, I did a video about her. She's talking about Leah Thompson, who, who, who will be, her cases are going to be dragged on for probably a decade. Uh, of people suing these universities, the NCAA, um, uh, some of these, they're going to be suing left and right. All right. The Olympics, potentially the International Olympic Committee, potentially the United States Olympic Committee. There's going to be lawsuits flying, going all the way to the Supreme Court. And so she's bringing this up because uh, we're going to anticipate that this is going to be an issue that she's going to handle. 
All right, there's Leah Thompson here, uh, the swimmer known as Leah Thompson. And then these are the other three um, people here who <laughs> they chose not to stand next to her. They took they took a picture over here and uh, they left her hanging, standing over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man, this discrimination. All right, these people are going to be look like at like the people spraying water holes on black people. Man, come on, man. Hey, be open-minded over here. All right, over here. All right, let's go over here. Let's continue. What she got here? What she got to say about this one? Let's do this. Senator, I'm not. Again, a dodge. Leah Thomas said, what did I say, Thompson? Um, She dodges this again. Unbelievable. In sports at the highest levels. Senator, I'm not sure what message that sends. If, if you're asking me about the legal issues related to it, um, those are topics that are being hotly discussed, as you say, and I, could come to the court. So I'm and not able to I think it tells our girls that their voices don't matter. I think it tells them that they're second class citizens and parents want to have a Supreme Court justice who is committed to preserving parental autonomy and protecting our nation's children. Okay, so we, th we, we'll, end, we'll end the video there. I'm going to do a couple super chats. We're going to come back to another potential hot button issue related to that because now she's talking about protecting of children. We're going to come back to that because she was grilled on one particular case that she presided over and which was very controversial that a lot of people were looking at this going, what in the hell happened? What in the hell happened and what in the world is going on here? <laughs> uh, Maurice Hurst says she's a plant. Uh, here we go here. Oh, there's some really intelligent brothers in here. I love where you guys, Maurice Hurd and Eric Powell is going there. All right, Richard Nixon, shout out to you. He says they live. All right, Richard Nixon is in the house. Shout out to Tricky Rick, Tricky Dick. Pause. <laughs> Tricky Dick. Where are we at here? All right. Um, I wonder if people who don't are who don't follow politics who are really keyed in on KBJ, do you guys really know what's going on? I'm pretty sure you don't. All right, but anyway, I know what's going on. Not saying I'm 100% right, but I know you don't know no history of what's going on. Anyway, Rory's in the building. Roar! <laughs> Rory's in the building. Uh, the lone brown wolf says the elites keep a tight circle, take the crimson. Uh oh, uh oh. We're going to talk about that, too, here, Lone Brown Wolf. We're going to talk about that. Trey Aust Augusta says, Haley's are better than Kaylee's, coach. I won't argue that. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> All right. Triggerverse says, this Kantanji, Kanji Brown, uh, talking about CRT, but sleeping with Massa. Hold hold tight, sir. You guys are on it. I See, see our, we have a very intelligent crowd. All right. You guys are on it. Yeah, Kanji Brown is Kantanji. Is it? <laughs> Talking about CRT, but sleeping with Massa. Also, if she can't define a woman, how can she define anything throw it, thrown her way? This would be difficult. We're going to talk about who she might be sleeping with here. But Triggerverse, you're on it. You guys have been doing your research. God of Blackness says, and they said, Black women are the smartest demographic in America. You got to wonder what's going on here. And I think if I was... um supporting this and i was maybe particularly let's say i was a woman of Kantanji's race i would be very concerned as to why 
we can't make this a clear distinction of what's going on. I mean, I, I want you to identify and say, yeah, this is clear distinction because this is going to affect me for years. And if now all of a sudden we change the definition of it, uh, are we being replaced perhaps? Could we be replaced? Could we say that people can go trans race and replace me? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's on the table. Be real mahogany. She can't define women, but she can define, but she can benefit from it. Also, Biden said Putin is invading Russia. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Let's give him a hell. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's not all the way there. But again, you're right. She I played the clip of the contradiction. She is now saying I can benefit from being a woman, but I can't define it. That's going to be problematic, man. This is crazy. Eric Powell says this country is done. In five years, I'll be watching from overseas. He says, you'll always have a place to crash overseas with me, coach. I'm with you, bro. Expatriate nation here. We're already being replaced. We have already been replaced. I get it. I'm not. I can't. I can't deny that either. Shout out to Chief Rocker, number one. Chief Rocker. Uh, Maryland guy says, wait. And you'll see the next SCOTUS nominee will be Alphabet, Alphabet Community member. Mark my words. Well, you can basically trace that if you wanted to, because uh, they directly come from the federal appointed judges. So I haven't done this research, but every year there's there's tons, if not hundreds, of federal appointees, federal judge appointees, right? So there's almost maybe I think I think Donald Trump appointed some 100 or 200. I can't be sure. But there's tons of them. So let's just say you track all the federal judges that were appointed probably in the last 10 years or so, and you go through and see how people identify, you could probably figure out really fast that if that would be true. If you can't find anyone that clearly identify as potentially trans or Skittles or whatever, uh, then you'll have a problem saying that the next nominee would be that. But if you can find those, you can find two or three then it'd be very clear, easy to do that. And here's what people don't get. Judges make a difference. Judges make a fantastic, I mean, a spectacular difference because number one, it's a lifetime position. Number two, um, number two, then whatever case that you're voting on in the next 50 years, these people are going to have a very pivotal opinion on it. And that's just how the that's how they go. I, I would venture to say, because there is a balance of power, uh, supposedly in our country, right? We have the three, branch office we have the three branches of um the three office branches here the, the judicial the executive and the legislative i know you guys don't know any of this you guys failed american government but you claim to watch political you claim to know what you're going on i should have asked you do you know the three branches of government i bet you you didn't you had to go into your you had to go into your history book you thought i was a dumbass over here all right i passed american government right but I guarantee, see, there's a balance of power, but the Supreme Court is unlike the other two in that the presidency, the executive branch, is only four years to eight years. And the the uh, the legislative, which is the Senate and the Congress in general, um, they tend to be voted in and voted out. However, the judicial branch are lifetime uh, positions. So they hold power, however the balance is, for decades, whereas the executive branch holds it for maybe four years, not even less than a, they hold it less than a decade. And the uh, the the legislative branch is all over the place. So anyway, this is a very big deal. Um, shout out to Stephen Ray. 
says stop bring political coach <laughs> shout out to you hey we bring a little bit of we here to educate you today we here to educate you educate you i should have asked the i should have asked the people man every anytime hey look anybody anytime somebody claims to act like they're paying attention to political ask them to identify the three branches of government i bet you you shut their ass up they'd be huh what what are the three branches of government you jack no <laughs> What are you, dumbass? All right, I know you don't know nothing about government. All right, all you know about government is this. Right? This one right here. This is all you know about government. Oh, I can't find the clip when I need hey, it. I told you to do Biden. Shout out to that. All right, so anyway. All right, Patrick M says, caught up in the web of lies they have spun. Oftentimes they do in indeed. Oftentimes they do indeed. Uh, get caught up in their circular arguments. They will get caught up. You can hem them up. And she got hemmed up. JP Lopez, they went from believe all woman to I don't know what a woman is really fast. You you know what? When was when was Kavanaugh's hearing? That had to be 2018, 2019. About 2018. All right. And so then it was believe all women. And now by 2022, uh, we don't know what one is. Can't really say. Mr. Tennessee says just wanted to show support. This is a hell of a good stream talking. Uh, on this topic, if you haven't done so, I hope you talk about Cory Booker's placating speech to KBJ at the end and her shedding those fake crocodile tears. I'm going to have to pull that up. I didn't have to have a plan to uh, pull that up, but I'll pull that up here as we get into the close, the stretch here, the closing stretch. Now, let's talk about Massa, because a lot of times people will accuse people of being Massa and all of that stuff. All right. Um, we're not going to talk about the child prawn case. Let's talk about this. Oddly enough, oddly enough, people are keeping this one under wraps. They're, they're keeping this one under wraps. Mm. Everything you need to know about Dr. Patrick Johnson, the husband of the Supreme Court nominee, Judge Kentonji Brown Jackson. Now, as I told you, most of the politicians and people that are running the country in, in an official capacity, right? Not the media in Hollywood as someone else identified. Jeff Flake, Jeff. What's his name? Not Jeff Blake. Yeah, Jeff is the guy I was talking about. Thank you, sir. But um, most of these people are educated in the Ivy Leagues. Most of these people have, um, you know, blue chip, blue blood type of uh, legacies. Many of these people are generational uh, descendants of people that have already been in power. Uh, we know these things. I mean, if you can trace back some of your presidents, they oftentimes are descended from other political people that ran our country. But they keep that on the hush hush. They act like these people came out of nowhere. And they act like they're people like you. All right. This is how they win you over. This is a person like you. No, they aren't. They're not people like me. All right. They're people like. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what they are. And they do the bidding of who? The banks and the media and whoever else. This is how it works. And it's been working like that for quite a long time. And as you guys know, silently, this is going to be. Um, no, I don't know. Are people talking about this? This is her husband right here. This is her husband. So while people in the community are praising this particular hire, um, now you know that who's behind the scenes, who's pulling the strings potentially. This is it right here. And this is their lovely daughter. We don't talk about underage kids here. I believe she's underage. So we're going to not talk about her until she does become of age. Nonetheless, this would be her husband. Okay. And what do we know about this individual here? The couple met while they were both attending 
Harvard. They both were attending Harvard, as they say in the East Coast, in Boston, in Boston, Mass. Harvard. As undergraduates at Harvard, Kantanji and Patrick started dating. Okay. Um, it says here they come from extremely different backgrounds. He and his twin brothers are, in fact, the sixth generation in their family to graduate from Harvard. Hey, I don't know where that sounds coming from, but it is coming in here. I don't know what that is here. Harvard. He says, by contrast, I am only the second generation in my family to go to any college, and I'm cert uh, fairly certain that if you trace my family lineage back to my past grandparents who were born in Georgia, by the way, you would find that my ancestors were slaves on both sides. Yet she and uh, she said they have similar habits. Patrick and I are, in fact, those long-suffering, early to bed and early to rise people. Okay, they were married there in 1996. And then Patrick um, uh, Katanji went to law school at Harvard. And there's the there's the husband there with them short pants on. There's some damn short-ass pants. All right, uh, what's going on here? And who's on the socks? We need to check out who's on these socks right there. It looks like Obama, potentially. Patrick graduated from Columbia University as Columbia University's medical school. Uh, this woman is 17, so it won't take very long for us to be able to open up this can of whoop-ass. All right, so anyway, she's 17. Uh, but uh, we'll go ahead and wait until then. And here we go right here. Uh, let's see here. Dr. J uh, Patrick Jackson is now a gastrointestinal surgeon. And Jackson is currently a uh, general surgeon at MedStar Georgetown University's Hospital. He is also a professor at Georgetown. He's related to Paul Ryan through marriage. I don't know if you know who Paul Ryan is. He is the very conservative, non-trustworthy individual, by the way. Very much so from Wisconsin. And he is through marriage? Related to Paul Ryan. Oh, boy. Interesting. Patrick's brother, William, is married to Diane Little Jackson, who is Jana Ryan's sister. Jana Ryan is the wife of polit politician Paul Ryan. After news of Kentonji's nomination, Ryan tweeted his congratulations. And Paul Ryan says, Jana and I are incredibly happy for Kentanji and her entire family. Our pol our politics may differ, but my praise for Kentanji's intellect for and for her character and for her integrity is unequivocal. Okay. And so here says Ryan served as a character witness for Kentanji when she was appointed as a district court judge in 2012. So this goes back to the same bird, different wing. Same bird, different wing in which you have these people who are basically chummy chummy who argue in front of you like cats and dogs. They're all doing kind of like the same thing. There's a lot of inbreeding going on in the political fight. And what they do is they act like they're fighting so they can get you fighting each other. But at the same time, they're digging in both of y'all pocket. All right. They're digging in both of y'all's rear ends. All right. But as was exposed earlier, because there's no more magic, we're going to talk about who potentially she all he also has a relation to and i'm going to go back to the super chat that disclosed this particular relation uh and it was from uh one maurice heard it says um her husband is also related to oliver wendell holmes jr who was a supreme court justice from 02 the uh to to uh 1932 this is 1902 and 1932 let's see if they go ahead and identify that they did not they did not identify that. So we're going to go ahead and see that real quick. If in fact that that is true. And if that is true, 
what you have now is what they would call nepotism and they get around it by not appointing the person they appoint the person close to it okay so let's see here um what is the guy's name uh yikes hold on for a second i'm gonna do a little bit of research here i'm looking for katanji brown's like oh dr patrick that's what i want dr patrick let's see in fact if that's true and we're gonna do it live and in living color right here um Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. We're going to unshare. We're going to unshare it. And I'm going to pull it up because I got to go through a couple of other tabs here. Uh, Dr. What's his name? Oh, by the way, they don't go by the same last name, by the way. Have you noticed that too? They go by different last names. Oh, no. Dr. Jackson, they do go by the same last name. No, go ahead and give me an L on that one. Wait, his name is Patrick Jackson? <laughs> right. Dr. Patrick Jackson. Oh, boy. Here's right here. Edward Jackson Holmes. So there is a there was a Jackson in the lineage there. I'm going to see if I can do it. How old is oh, I can't get that here. All right, so I don't see a connection right now. Oh, here it is right here. Oh, 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 I got it. I got it right here. Ladies and gentlemen, I might have gotten it. This might be it. Oh gosh. But if this is true, this could be another one added to the conspiracy theorist out here. And my dog is going crazy right now in the back now. Pause. Yeah, uh, for some reason, I can't find it as, as I wanted to find it. But uh, nonetheless, we'll go ahead and move on. Now, let's get to the other pressing issue. Let's get to the other pressing issue, which will have to do with another potential letter being added to what you would call the alphabet soup. Okay. Now, in this case, uh, one of the senators, Hawley, uh, Josh Hawley from Missouri, was questioning Kentaji Brown on her handling of a suspected or a convicted, if I'm not mistaken, child pornography consumer, all right? And this person had, in essence, 600 pictures at the age of 18. It says right here, the person had, um, an, he was an 18-year-old, 18 and 9, wait, he had, wait, I'm sorry. He was an 18-year-old, and he had images that the government had added up, up to 600 images, gobs of video footage of children committing heinous and egregious child prawn offenses, okay? And at this particular time, she was then questioned, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, she did um, sentence this individual to only three months when she had the ability to give the person a recommended two years of prison. Okay, so here it is right here. Josh Hawley focused on the case, United States versus Hawkins, where Jackson, then a district judge, if I'm not mistaken, gave the defendant a three-month prison sentence well below the government's recommendation of a two-year prison sentence and far below the federal advisory guidelines of a minimum of eight years of incarceration. And then it says right here, the freshman senator who some colleagues believe is angling for a presidential run in 2024 went over the disturbing details of the 18-year-old defendant involved in the case. Okay. Hawkins challenged Jackson's statement 
during the sentencing that she didn't think it would be appropriate to increase a sentence based on the numbers of images involved as federal guidelines require because, quote, these circumstances exist in more cases, if not most, or in many cases, if not most, and don't signal an especially heinous or egregious child pornography offense. And she says here, I just want to ask you, or the guy, the, the, the guy from Missouri, Holly says, I just want to ask you about that because I just have to tell you, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. We're talking about an 18-year-olds and 9-year-olds and 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds. He's got images of those that the government said added up to 600 images, gobs of video footage of these children. But you say this doesn't signal a heinous or egregious child pornography offense, he says. And then he says, what word would you use if it's not heinous or egregious? Jackson responded somberly and deliberately, quote, as a judge who is a mom who has been uh, tasked with the responsibility of actually reviewing the evidence, the evidence that you would not describe in polite company, the evidence that you are pointing to discusses, uh, discussing, addresses in this context, it's evidence that I've seen in my role as a judge, and it is heinous and it is egregious. But she explained a judge has to determine, quote, how to sentence defendants proportionally consistent with the law and the requirements Congress set forward. She explained that unwarranted sentencing disparities in child pornography cases is something that the U.S. Sentencing Commission has been focusing on for a long time. She noted that the federal prosecutors asked for a sentence well below what the guidelines recommended for the defendant. She argued this shows the guidelines in this area are not doing work doing the work of differentiating defendants. Okay, so basically, she's basically let the guy off with a slap on the wrist. And I believe she sent an apology for um, potentially to the to the defendant in this case. In this case, she did send an apology, essentially making the man the victim in this case for what he had gone through in this situation. So we're talking about somebody that has two issues that I would be concerned about. I would be concerned about. Yeah, somebody said it's not her decision. She went well below the mandate. Then she starts saying they're now trying to restructure the sentencing. But she went well below the mandate in which she let a person in this case only serve three uh, three months in prison. And then when the recommendation was two years and the federal advisory guideline was eight years. Eight years in this case. So in my interpretation right now, I'm looking at this and I'm saying these two issues alone would tell me I should vote against this person. I would not be in favor of somebody who is, has has these uh, favors in her issue. I mean, these issues in her favor as she has interpreted them, but they're just two issues. I don't know what else she has going on, to be fair. But these two issues kind of signal where our direction is going. We're going to a place where these things are going to be opened up. So if you do have children, you probably should be protecting your children. You have to understand this is what's going to happen. She is also in favor of educating your, your children in a way that you've heard recently in which they're going to start introducing these things to young children that are in public schools and adding them as the curriculum. And these are going to be the, some of the first experiences talking about sex and gender and sexual uh, choice and all of this stuff. Well before you as a parent are going to be doing this. This is one of the reasons why Public school is not going to be in your favor if you do not want your kids indoctrinated.
these people are going to introduce these things. They're going to introduce critical race theory. They're going to introduce potentially the P word, which would be pedophilia to your children early as a means to maybe excuse these acts or excuse these acts for the people who are committed it. It's going to be crazy. But as you know, this person is going to be the first one Joe Biden puts in. Potentially, if Clarence Thomas does not keep his health in order, let's go ahead and knock on wood that he has good health. If he is not able to fulfill his role or has to retire, then they could put in another one. They could put in another one, and that brings the balance. I believe that would close the balance five to four. What is the current balance of the Supreme Court? Current Supreme Court, I believe it's, if I, were they, were they achieve balance and that's it? Let me see here. In court balance. I believe it's 6-3 right now. 6-3 conservative? Is it 6-3 conservative or 5-4? I think it's 6-3. And um, they also are talking about, it's 6-3, thank you, Desert uh, Brew Crew. I think it's 6-3. So right now, what that means is for the, for the ignorance in the room, right now there's six conservative judges versus three what would be uh, seen as, as liberal judges. People that would be appointed by a liberal president or a Democratic president and six conservatives. So there's a significant balance. This is why you've been hearing things talking about packing the court, which means we're going to increase the number of judges being able to be put in during a Democratic presidency. They're talking about packing the court in which they did ask uh, KBJ if she would be in favor of packing the court, adding more Supreme Court justice. And she dodged the question. She completely dodged it. So what you see now is this is going to bring it to six, four. Um, and you're going to also get it to, I'm not, sorry, not six, four, five, four. If I'm not mistaken with KBJ added and potentially tip the scale. If they add another one would go to four or five. He said, no, it's nine, zero liberal. I believe it would tip the scale. If Clarence Thomas does not make it and then you lose one there, you lose one, and then you add what would be considered a liberal justice, you would then flip it to four or five. Four or five. So that that is significant. This is why um, this is why no one wanted RBG to die, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She died during Trump's administration, and that tipped the scale. Now you have potentially Clarence Thomas under not good health, Supreme Court's being silent about it. And now you have KBJ going in and the potential another one, which would tip it to, it would tip it to four or five for conservative, right? Then go into five for the liberals. This would be a big one. This would be a big one. It, this is a big deal. And it's always a big deal when a president gets to nominate Supreme Court justices. Okay. Okay. Is that what you, okay. All right. My son been trying to stand in there trying to tell me something. All right. You good? Yeah. All right. Wait a minute. All right, so anyway, let's do some super chats. Somebody says prayers up from Connecticut. <laughs> Y'all praying up right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. You you really want this. And, and so if you're a person that follows and you're more liberal oriented in your politics, you might be excited about this and, and good for you. Good for you. I mean, it, it is, you know, everybody should be in favor and entitled to their opinion. All right. Um, yeah, a lot of people are, you know, I, and it is coaching will be five, four. So if I'm wrong, so it'd be five, four still in favor of the conservatives. 
Got it. All right. So my math was a little fuzzy on that. Don't challenge me with math because if you hit me with a little bit of quick maths, there was a funny song about quick math maths in the bit in the back. But if you if you hit me with quick maths, I'll start shuffling. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! And also Connecticut, not Connecticut, Clarence Thomas. Prayers up to Clarence Thomas if you are definitely in favor of conservative. But that would be a major, major big deal to the Supreme Court if Clarence Thomas does not get. Um, well, I think then, I if I'm not mistaken, Clarence Thomas has to sit to the side. That would give the favor back into what you would consider the liberal Supreme Court. Then it would be 5-4, five, 4-5. Four. Four, five. All right, so anyway, let's do the Super Chats. And remember, this is going to be a short show. We're going to wrap it up here in the next 10 minutes. Interesting stuff. Uh, this is called all going to affect you. It's going to affect the community and all of that stuff. So get ready, guys. It's going to be affecting you for decades. And prayers up to Connecticut. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Did I get Mr. Tennessee? Maurice Jacqueline is in the house. Shout out to you. Thank you for being here again. Good to see you. Uh, Drew and Pringle CGA, we got to have a cigar. I'm having a father, I, a my father at the moment, or you're having a cigar with your father at the moment. Shout out to you. Uh, yeah, man, I got I to gotta smoke a cigar back in the day. I mean, again, it's been a while. I've been trying to stay healthy. Uh, Master Toast says, they tell you to do Biden. As much as Instagram models get doo doo Dubai and Porta Potty on on in Dubai, <laughs> it's crazy. And this is what people don't understand is going to happen when you vote presidents in. This is what the this was the dangerous conversation around anybody better than Trump. Now again, I, obviously, I was saying you know I'm not a big fan of Biden. All right, everybody knows that. I wouldn't consider myself a Republican. I'm very just conservative um, when it comes to law, but. I'm liberal about most things, all right? When we talk about piping down 304s on seeking arrangements, I'm like this. I'm good. <laughs> here he is right here. Okay, so I'm here we go. My math is wrong again, but I, I appreciate y'all for correcting me. My math is off. It's 6-3 now. If CT did not make it, it would be 5-4. Is this with addition to our next one going in? So uh, she works, wait a minute, she works for it, people. So uh, so does every person on the court, politics as usual. All right, that's where I'm getting the mistake here because she's replacing Breyer. So that would drop one, right? Am I right? All right, am I right or am I right? Somebody figure that out for me. Do the math on that one. But uh, uh, the point of it all is when people say, anybody better that you didn't realize the repercussions you would have i i know people realized that when trump won 2020 people automatically knew the importance or the significance of that one and i've actually addressed this because hillary clinton was supposed to be the president for all intents and purposes right uh strategically campaign wise they had set it up for rbg to survive and basically hand over her seat retire during Hillary Clinton's presidency, in which then she would have uh, put in three nominees herself. That was why everybody was going crazy when Trump got in. 
because he was going to guarantee put three in should Ruth Bader Ginsburg die. This is why people didn't want Trump to be in. His presidency was that significant. Clinton was supposed to, in a feminist crowning, uh, have Ruth Bader Ginsburg retire, have the other two be replaced, and she would have put in three. Sorry, 2016. I'm in the wrong year. All right. 2016. Thank you, Lord. So, yeah. So this is why this is. But see, y'all didn't see that coming with Biden. So what what would they would almost guarantee one for sure with Biden's administration. Should he not win in 2024? He may not even run. He would only put in one. However, now with Clarence Thomas being sick, he could potentially put in two. Yeah, this is a glitch. Liar was appointed by Clinton in a lot. Okay, got it. Okay, there we go. So there you go. Thank you, Michael Merriweather. All right, thank you for it. So it would be still a 6-3. Uh, so anyway, Mimit the second says, if you ever watched the movie Glory in real life, Colonel Shaw, played by Matthew Broderick, was... Broderick was best friends with Oliver Wendell Holmes. All right, shout out to you. Thank you for that one, man. I'm going to watch that movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Eric Powell, they will be fighting for P. Doe rights in 10 years or less. And definitely, you guys see this coming. I know you see this coming. And the reason why you should see it coming, I know people don't see it coming. Let me tell you why you should know it's coming. Okay. Why you should know it's coming? Because they never stop. They actually take it. They never stop adding to uh, issues. Once they bring up one issue, it opens up the door for another issue to be brought up. Most people don't see that coming. Most people see an issue. They think we solve the issue. We handle the issue and the issue has gone. But what you do essentially is you open the door for another issue to be discussed. Okay. And then you will literally say, okay, because look, let's just say, let's just say, how did we get here on the trans issue? Well, if you if you talked about potentially, you could say when the gay marriage issue was brought up, okay? When they talked about uh, two men and two women marrying each other, that opened the door to get us to where we are today. We don't get there without that, okay? We don't get there without that. But they asked for that. Most people disagree with it. Then they finally just said, what the hell? What else could go wrong? Okay, and then now we're here where you have the female swimmer who was previously male go female. See, people, you don't know it. You you let an issue go by 20 years later, it's a bigger issue. And you're going, what, what, what was going on here? Oh, well, this is how you got to know things happening. All right, how things happen. But they, they make you, they, they kind of disconnect those things. And then they bring another issue up to distract you, which would be race. They have the people get emotional about a particular election. And then you forget about that stuff. Nobody challenges the the presidential campaign on that one. And all they say is, we're going to change the laws. We're going to make it better for you black folks. And then they you vote them in. They make you useful idiots. And then they put in these other policies. This kind of happened with Obama's presidency. Okay. This happened with Obama's presidency. But I often warned black people that, um, you know, watch the uses of the language that they put in when they say they're helping you. They will put in and say, we're going to help minorities. And minorities include underrepresented uh, people, which would be women, which I don't know why they're a minority because they're a majority uh, uh, population wise and they're a majority political voting wise. But they also get cast as minorities, handicapped or disabled people, 
uh, anybody who is an immigrant, people who identify as any of the alphabets, they are all under the umbrella of a minority. But what they will say is this is intended for black people. But then when they open the door, you get ran over by wheelchairs and a bag of Skittles. All right. And then you get hit with over the head with a blonde wig. And you're like, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> all right. And now everybody can qualify as a minority. This is what happened when Asians start qualifying as minorities. What happened? They pissed everybody off at Ivy, at, at Ivy Leagues because they can get in under those things, and then they take over what would essentially be a takeover of the Ivy Leagues. And then the Ivy League people are like, hey, what's going on? White people are like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. How did they get in? Well, they got in under the umbrella that was supposed to open the door for you. All right? And they opened the door. Yeah, the Trojan horse. It was. Then they start saying people of color, and they start changing the vernacular. And then you end up on the with the short side of the stick, the short end of the stick all the time. This happens too much. It's just ridiculous. I mean, but they but they never say that. They just have you out there blowing up stuff and get you emotional. And then they have you run into the polls and then they have you doing Biden. And then this opens up the door. They've done this to you so many times. It's ridiculous. Now, the problem is, what do you do with that? Like, how do you what's the counter to that? The counter to that, obviously, is people say vote for the other side. But there's a lack of trust there. There's a lack of trust from the people. So they go, well, these people have always been here for me. These people can dance. They have hot sauce in their purse. They go talk to Cardi B. That's enough. Without you, they don't get in. <laughs> Without you, they don't get in. And then the sad part about it is you don't think you don't figure it out until it's too late. You don't figure it out until it's too late. The next thing that's going to come up, somebody said the pedo, the next thing that's going to come up is they're going to get rid of race altogether, or they're going to have people identify as whatever the hell they want to do racially, and that's going to be really the kick in the balls, all right? That's going to be the next big issue coming up. I don't know. I want to say in the next 10 to 20 years, and how's that going to affect you? That's going to affect you greatly. That's going to affect you in the U.S. census count. That's going to affect your count in terms of how who gets what, who doles out all the social um the, the, the social security, social services is going to uh, affect you. Not only are you not going to be able to identify who you want gender wise, you're going to not be able to identify who you are racially. They're going to start handing out reparation checks to all kinds of people other than black folks. Okay. So get ready. You can put, put your, put, <laughs> they got y'all by the balls, bro. All right. So anyway, shout out to my man, Eric Powell, for sure. I agree with that. Q time is in the building. Shout out to you for becoming a member. So I says, you teaching way above the common person's mind. Again, you know what I do? I mean, listen, I may not always be right, but I also understand. I always understand how people uh, use emotional issues to get what they want. Right. And they never give you what they promised you. I, I know this type of manipulation and I see manipulation coming a mile away. So I might not know all about politics, but I know about manipulation and I know how smart people remember. These are all Ivy League. Most politicians are Ivy League lawyers. I know how they get over on you and lawyers are very crafty in what they do and they know how to get over on people by the use of social science. Anthropology, psychology, sociology, these are all are all um, these are all academic fields that study these things well before they implement them on you. And then they use mass media to basically gaslight you, distract you, get you emotional, 
All right. And then they encouraged the ham and eggers, the knuckle draggers, the mouth breathers, breathers to do something for them. I mean, it's very plain and simple what happens. And this is why I always tell you, don't get emotional about some of these things. Don't fall for the trap. But, you know, <laughs> it's over. You know what I mean? I, this is why I tell you the West and essentially how you learned it to be. It ain't that no more. And I told you this in the book, The Evolution. That, that this is where we're going, and it's far too far to turn back now. We gave them all the control they need. So let's see. Leo K says, hey, coach, just a little something for the Jack Shack Fund. Last night's stream was straight fire in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you, sir. Sean Mason is in the building. All right. Go watch yesterday's stream. All right. That was a crazy one. That was a good one. All right, Sean Mason. Thank you, sir. Uh, and some people are bringing up Netflix, too. Again, they kind of push these things on you, and they do it by drip campaign. They they drip campaign these things on you, and they slowly leak it into you, and then you slowly accept it, right? For two days, you'll be pissed. So when they put out that little girl dance movie, all right, um, people were pissed about it, but then it went away. We've had 50 or 70 other issues already trump that, so now we have short memories. You're distracted by being consumers. You're distracted by trying to place blame on people. And uh, essentially what happens is you forget. But you're already been influenced by it and you've accepted it by ignoring it. All right. Anyway, uh, um, Mr. E, 19 and 76 says, here's to the chip tip jar. Thanks for everything you do. Peace, quiet and freedom. For life. Zero fallout. Here's the difference between both political parties. One lies and robs you in the dark. The other lies and robs you in broad daylight. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, they're they're in a position of power for a reason. And a lot of them have been, you know, family and friends and chummy for a long time. And uh, there's a little bit of a wink and a nod at everything that they create in terms of a division between the common folk, you commoners. They get you guys riled up and then behind the behind the wall. They don't argue. You know, they argue they all have their purpose. They're all trying to get what they want in the way they want it. But, uh, you know, they argue that when it's time to argue that they don't argue that all day and long. You know, they go and when they're when they're at the Jack Shack together and they are. With higher class escort, these are some of the biggest uh, tricks, allegedly, than you can ever think of. When they're doing their, their, when they're doing their off time, they're buddy, buddy. <laughs> they buddy, buddy. All right. So anyway, uh, Newski says, why every black female politician is liberal? Are there even one that's conservative? Yes, there, there's, there's conservative black women, of course. Yeah. Uh, but they're not going to get any. Um, they're going to be browbeaten and called. Uh, what did they? What did they call? What did they call my guy here again? I'm bad with names. The guy who ran for governor, Larry Elder. They called her white. They called him white supremacy and blackface. See, that's what you face. There, there was recently a representative that went from Democrat to Republic, black woman. Democratic to Republican, the black woman, and then, you know they just call you white supremacy or. Or in blackface. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing. And that's basically just uh, bullying. If you guys do any research on some of these political parties, man, it would be very evident to point out who the races are and who's not 
But, you know, you completely blinded by media and whatnot. You be, listen, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. God dang. I mean, look, believe what you want to believe. I would just say do your real history, man. It's crazy. I don't know, man. Shout out to One White Pony, Perfect Timing. I just saw a trailer for a documentary by Matt Walsh called What is a Woman? Interesting. Looks interesting. You should check it out. So as you guys noticed, they've already been an attack on manhood. They've already got that kept covered. So if you guys wanted to know when are they going to attack manhood, they've already done it. All right. So they've already got manhood on their on their heels. All right. Their manhood like this. Oh, don't forget Cory Booker. Dang it. Let me pull that up. Let me pull that up because I got to get out of here in a couple minutes. I got to be off. Uh, let me see here. YouTube. I'm going to pull up the video of Cory Booker. Cory Booker crying to me a river um on Kentanji Brown let's go ahead and see that um man I don't want to see it oh goodness oh he gets emotional of course the black man gets emotional that's his that's his that's where he lives let's go ahead and hear this real quick uh fair use any one of us senators could yell as loud as we want that Venus can't return a serve we could yell as loud as we want that Beyonce can't sing we could yell as much as we want that astronaut Mae Jamison didn't go all that high but you know what I hate how they pander to the lowest common denominator. Did they pander to the eight? Anyway. <laughs> they got nothing to prove. As it says in the Bible, let the work I've done speak for me. Well, you have spoken. Go ahead, sister girl. You started speaking as a little girl. Watching that man right there. Try to raise a family and study law. While your mama supported everybody. You spoke in high school when you started distinguishing yourself. And you know what you said when they told you you couldn't go to Harvard? Watch me. I went to law school. I didn't serve on the law review. You did. I didn't clerk at every level of the federal court. You clerked for a Supreme Court justice, one widely respected on both sides, which really shaped you. Yeah, Cory Booker's not a conservative. He's definitely a liberal. And, and, and you went to private practice. And you know what you found? This is what you told me, that you had those tough choices that working moms have to make, the demands of a private law firm, raising your kids. It, it just didn't add up. He ran for president, too. He was trying to be the next Barack Obama. Before the Senate, three times in a bipartisan manner. God bless America. We don't do that much stuff bipartisan around here. Yes, he probably, I'm not going to say what his orientation is. You went to became a public defender because you wanted to understand all aspects of the law. Who does that? We live in a society that's very materialistic sometimes, very, very consumeristic. You went to, did people become public defenders for the money? No. Your family and you speak to service, service, I want to get to the tears. I'm sitting so close to you. Oh, God. And tell me what it meant to her to watch you sitting where you're sitting. And you did not get there because of some left-wing agenda? You didn't get here because of some dark money groups? This is cringy. Just doesn't hold water. Let me I'm see where to the... let my I'm gonna get some tea. What it means. Oh, here it comes. And I want to tell you when I look at you, this is why I get emotional. I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're a person that 
is so much more than your race and gender. You're a Christian, you're a mom, you're, you're, you're an intellect, you love books. But for me, I'm sorry, I, I, it's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my, my cousins, one of them who had to come here and sit behind you. She had to be, she had to have your back. I see my ancestors and yours. Nobody's gonna steal the joy of that woman in the street or the calls that I'm getting or the texts. Nobody's gonna steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. Your hero is Constance Baker Motley. Mine, she is sat on my desk for my offices that I've held. She's my icon of America. Her name is Harriet Tubman. You talking about Harriet Tubman. All right, look, I got to close down the shop here. I got to close down the shop. Hold on for a second. Okay, I, I'm, done. I'm, so done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right, get 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 out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, I got I got to make an appointment. So, we're going to close down the shop. Let me acknowledge the last couple of super chats, man. Oh, man. Oh gosh. He says, "Oh, Hold on for a second. Abel returns to Eden, had a great one. He says, my dear coach, I've, I've always said if we get rid of the one drop rule, black folks would drop to pop to 6% of the population for sure. And you're right about that. Cause if you get a rate, get, get, a, get away from um uh, biracial kids and all of that stuff that do claim black, you do probably would drop the population significantly. So let me get out of here, brothers. Shout out to the coach gang. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you in the morning. Peace.